All right, welcome back to another episode of the Blueprints Brocast. I'm Austin Tokar. And I'm Jay Cruz. Today we're going to talk a little bit about stress and stress management. So, I mean, you should probably start because uh, we just talked about the last episode. Oh, man. Uh, See, here's the thing, though. Uh, When stuff happens, like, like a bad thing happens... I'm really good about staying like calm about whatever the issue is. Like I'm like, okay, I look at it and I, you know, just assessing. Yeah. Like, let me look at this thing and say, oh, okay, here's the issue, and um, here's where my stress needs to go with it, right? So, uh, what I typically try to do is not like in that situation. Like I immediately went to like, who's at fault? Yeah, you know. Well, but, I could tell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and. Uh, the only reason for that is because like, hey, I need to know who did it so then I can figure out how it happened. Yeah. So then I can fix it. Yeah. So like for me, like if I if I find the bottom, like the common denominator, like the bottom piece of why something is happening, yeah. then I feel like I can say, OK, here's how I can fix it. And then there I can see the end. Like I can I can picture where it's going to be. Yeah, work backwards. Yeah. <clears throat> if I look at a situation, I'm like, oh, man, here's where it could go. Like. Here's the end goal of where it could all get like broken and like I'm um, I'm out on the street you know like like I'm homeless now like like if I take it to the to complete worst scenario yeah. at the end dude my stress level <clears throat> skyrockets yeah but if I manage it and say like hey here's my circle of influence here's what I can control here's what I actually can like do something about it then I'm fine. Yeah. But if I look at all the variables where like I I can't control the the, the things about it if I look at all those. Dude, my, you know, I think anybody's stress level like goes up about all the things that they can't put their hands on and tangibly like, oh, let me fix this thing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. And that situation is important too. well, if it needs to act upon like ASAP, you know, do whatever needs to be done yeah. and then like take your breath. If it doesn't have to be acted upon in that instant, you know, take a breath first, go do a few steps if you need to, you know, get some active meditation, whatever you want to want to call it, yeah. call it. Um, just to like get your mind off of it almost. And like you know, become present. You know, with what like see what actually is like, like and and I know it's hard to like be like oh, frick, you know, like <laughs> like I, you get upset about the situation, but it's important to keep a cool head, yeah. Um, no matter what it is, because you know what 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 does a you know an angry what what is that saying? Shoot, I don't know where you're going. So uh, I think I heard it off of Veggie Tales. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you want to keep a cool head in all those situations, right? You just want to act clearly with it, which yeah, you did a good job about that. Well, children can anger you in a special yeah. way. Yeah. You know, I think the thing is, is like if you tell uh, an employee, anybody like, hey, like I've been through here, I've been through this, like I'm wise, I've, I've experienced all these things. I know the consequences of if you do this, then this will happen. Yeah. And what happened happened because, you know, they didn't do what I asked them to do. So, like, I was upset, not because of the thing that happened, but because of um, all the instruction I had before wasn't followed or heeded and it led to the issue. I mean, that's all of us in all of our lives. Whenever we, uh, most of the time when we come upon something that's just like, oh, man, this is super stressful. Most of the time it's self-inflicted and we didn't avoid the warning signs. Yeah. But there are those moments where like you're just driving and and someone hits you. There's nothing you could have done about that. And yes, your stress level goes up. You didn't prepare for, 
you know, hey, I wasn't planning on getting an accident, but now I got all these things that I have to like think about doctor's bills and insurance, all these things like, but you know, yeah. um, I think self-inflicted stress is, is manageable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually don't, I don't have a whole lot of experience with stress, like outside of things that I caused myself. Like, I feel like I, every amount of stress I've ever dealt with in my life is my own fault. Yeah. I mean, so you tell me, yeah, like you're saying car accidents and yeah. well, yeah, I haven't I was, been in one yet. Thank God. But yeah. like, so that's why I said I, I can't relate to that one or almost car accidents. What yeah. you want to call it. I think in those situations, like you got, you got to take it on the chin and then after like it happens you you take a pull of like okay what's what's good because obviously you can name all the bad things right off the bat right um it, it, that's i think that in particular is very hard because you're like those are the situations where you see in the movies like why me oh, why did this happen that kind of stuff where it's not like you said self-inflicted yeah it's just like why does the universe hate me <laughs> but like you know it's it's not that it hates you it's bound to happen to somebody it just happened to be you <clears throat> that day that week whatever that month <laughs> but <clears throat> within stress you know there's a lot of different factors that it can affect in your life right so when we're specifically talking about stress inside of you know like our daily activity our performance in the gym and and we'll just say life in general um, performance will be affected whether it be working out or just performance at work you know it's very hard to um, stay focused in a lot of situations where you're, you're, you're thinking about other things happening in your life um, recovery, you know, it is very hard to recover when um, you are stressed out. You cannot sleep. Cortisol levels are through the roof. It, it it's a a very what does half half haphazard mean? I I started asking myself what do certain words mean before I even say it now because. <laughs> You know, like it's a very haphazard event, but does that even it's, work? It, the word is haphazardly. Haphazardly, okay. And it's just something that happens randomly, and yeah. it's a it's a hazard. You know, okay. like it's something that bad that happens. You're like, oh man, what the heck? Like, you know. Yeah. So I started asking myself, what does this word even mean? Instead of using it, because <laughs> you you ever talk to someone and then like you're like that doesn't work. Well, why'd you use that word? <laughs> yeah. Whenever I'm talking to you, <laughs> it happens no, all the time. <laughs> I just use the wrong form of the word, you know. <laughs> but there are sometimes I will say like. And the word doesn't fit. <laughs> um, so some other things are overall well-being, our immune system, um, hormones, sleep, mental health, and then just overall motivation. A lot of those things can be affected with stress. Have you had to deal with any of that? Um, I think uh, so. The job that I was at the longest, uh, mm-hmm. we we did really well as a as a business, as a team, mm-hmm. as a group. But I would have um, corporate come and they would like, yeah. you know, just come and just say stuff. You know, you're, you're, you're being very productive and you're, you're gaining money for the company. But then they just decided to come and like just nitpick stuff and then you get yeah. stressed out about it. I think I was like super stressed during that time. And, and that, that was frustrating because there was nothing I could do about it. You know, like yeah. that's, a, that, uh, there, that's actually a perfect example. It, it was outside of me. There's nothing I could do. And, yeah. I, and I personally held stress. So when I get stressed, um, this, uh, the trap, my trap, the, like right below it, it just tenses up and it hurts. Yeah. And so that's when I know that I'm stressed. And I'm actually like thinking about stress right now. And I'm getting like this literally hurting right now, yeah. just thinking about stress. But you also know what you're doing when you're doing that though? You're shrugging. You're doing your shoulders yeah. up. It's just the uncon- unconscious movement uh, you do. And I think that's why people, a lot of people get that stress in the neck. 
stress mm-hmm. in the traps, like you say, you're just constantly like, oh, man. whether you're <laughs> looking down, bringing the shoulders up, Ugh. some form of that. Yeah. It's just like an unconscious habit. Yeah. I think it's, I kind of, um, like you were saying, like step away from it. Like I had to just like not pay attention to stress and not be stressed. Because if I even think about yeah. it for a moment, like I am now, like I think this whole episode, yeah. I'm going to feel stressed because we're talking about it. It's yeah. just this is the way it works. Well, you live through it. You're like, what do I remember? Oh man, I don't want to remember that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When as I'm sitting here reliving things, that that's what's bringing it back up. What kind of stress did you have when, uh, you know, let's say when the Tristan was being born, you're having your first kid. Uh, he was fine. I think I was I was I was mostly pretty prepared. Um, not in terms of like, oh, like I know how to be a parent, but like, oh, uh, we had like the birth plan or whatever. And like, you know, you had the bags packed. You have the um, car seat in the car. You practiced a, a bunch of times on how to like, you know, put the put the yeah. baby in. So I felt well practiced in that sense. Um, I was stressed out when I found out I was having twins. So when Corbin Kinsley came around, um, I think that day. Uh, when Julie went in to go get the ultrasound, she's like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was twins. And I was like, no, no, I'm the one who said that, actually. And she's like, no way. Yeah, as a joke. And she's like, no, no way. That's not going to happen. And um, that day, uh, I think uh, it was the first day I had Vietnamese coffee. So I had somebody brought me Starbucks. So I drank that. I had one of the workers. Uh, he came in and was like, hey, you ever have Vietnamese coffee? And I was like, no. He's like, okay, let me go get you some. So he went some, got some. <clears throat> and then... One of my coworkers that lifted, he's like, hey, man, this is the best pre-workout. You should try this, uh, this can of NAS. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll try that. So I had all three of those like within the same day. Mm-hmm. And it's probably at least because uh, Vietnamese coffee is like a whole pot of coffee in one, one cup. That's how yeah. strong it is. Yeah. And the NAS is like 300 milligrams. So I was, I was sitting on at least six, 600, six maybe 700 milligrams of, of caffeine. It's even worse than and, and then Julie calls me and says, hey, like I had the ultrasound, I went there and it's going to be twins. <clears throat> Dude, like my my vision blurred that day. <laughs> my left arm like went numb and like my heart was like just like beating all kinds. And I thought I was having a heart attack, you know. And so I actually you, went. You set yourself up for a catalyst of events. There. Oh, man. Yeah. I see. But I didn't know all that was going <laughs> to happen that day. And so uh, I think it was 10 o'clock at night. We ended up going to the, the ER. Well, I was like, oh, you're you're you're. You're seeing spots or your your vision's blurred and your arm is you say numb, you need to go in. You're probably having a heart attack or whatever. And um, <laughs> a heart attack. You should go in the hospital. Yeah. So I went and they hooked me up to EKG and whatever else. And the doctor's like, Good news is you're twenty eight. Uh the likeliness of you having a heart attack is not is not there. Uh, we took your blood sample. Yes, you have a lot of caffeine in your blood. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, so it was just a moment of like a surprise, you know, like, hey, you just doubled um, your, your kid volume and then also just like just tons of caffeine so yeah. wasn't good for stress yeah definitely not how do you feel like you rebounded from that um i i think one thing i learned is don't drink so much caffeine in a day for sure i think um i i stay away from it except for when stacia's around so our sister she uh is worked for Starbucks and has always worked for Starbucks. So she's actually the one who got me into ca- caffeine and coffee. But when she's around, I end up drinking like three cups a day, like, cause she makes pots. So like, mm-hmm. I have to watch that. Like definitely, if you have an addiction to something, do not hang out with people that also, <laughs> uh, encourage you within that addiction. You stay away yeah. from that. So, <clears throat> um, me knowing, Hey, don't have caffeine. But then also again, like I think realizing where the stress comes from, 
like, hey, where's the stress coming from? And then also like, again, I think back, like, what can I control? Um, I, th- I think I, I rebounded from it in that uh, my first two kids, well, my first two kids were a blessing. Second one was really difficult. Actually, the first one was difficult because um, he was colic, so he had a hard time like eating. The second one was difficult because she's a girl and she was just she's just difficult. Yeah. Uh, the, the other two were actually really easy, and that's that's the way I was able to rebound is that they slept um, pretty easy because they had each other. It's like babies cry when they don't have anybody around them sometimes. So at least they were next to each other, so mm-hmm. uh, they slept well. So I think just the ease of having them. Um, <laughs> kind of smoothed it all out, but yeah. Um, I don't know, in the immediate, like right after that day when I was stressed out, um, I don't I don't remember. I think just time, like time healed the stress. It was probably like a week or two. So. Yeah, I think that's important to remember. It's like no matter what's going on, no matter how stressful the situation, eventually that will subside you know, because <clears throat> this is a period of time and the next period of time is about to come any moment now, <laughs> you know. So just ease off a little bit slowly, but surely yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll subside. Now, as far as that goes, that was probably a bit more of like an emotional stress factor, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, there are three different types of stress, stresses usually that people have to go through. There's internal stress. You know, that has more to do with um, the gut system, the microbiome. You know, if you eat something bad, you're causing some sort of bloating, gassiness, your your system is under some sort of duress, that's stressful on your body. Mm-hmm. Then there's emotional stress, just like with the situation you're just talking about here, you know, having kids, going through those situations, or um, even something within like a relationship, right? I think those are the most impactful forms of stress because it's not something we can just fix in a second, right? Mm. A lot of those items, we have to like wait for a period of time to fix. It's not like external stress where like let's say you're training too hard in the gym all you gotta do is back off for the next couple days and your body's gonna come to some sort of homeostasis or internal stress you basically take some sort of food item out you know in about a week after you've taken it out you know you're gonna have regular uh, digestion again Um, and but emotional stress you know that stuff can last you know weeks even months if you let it, you know, gears. Exactly. People may, someone may have a really bad situation with their parents and it's like an ongoing thing. And it's not even like you're conversing with them on a regular basis. But when you see like their name pop up, you see like they just called you. You're always like, what, what was it about? Like you're getting this anxiety feeling. Um, and unfortunately, you know, that's just, you know, kind of the, we'll say society we live in you know, mm. it's 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 a very communicative society where you have to you know not again not on a daily basis but you have to be in some sort of form of contact with other people you can't just live by yourself yeah right? it's just not how the world works um well i'm trying i'm trying to think back um to like you know because like you said a lot of a lot of the stress problems you went through were very self-inflicted now what what percentage would you say was emotional compared to like internal and you know external um for me like man i think it's it's perspective for me because if i'm always in here like hey how do i how do i fix whatever this thing is um i'll be stressed forever yeah like because i don't feel like i have power or whatever um i i know this is random but this verse came to mind it's in um romans chapter five verses three through 
uh, I think five. Um, but it says, not only do we glory in our sufferings because we know that the suffering produces perseverance, the perseverance character, the character hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has poured out into our hearts the Holy Spirit who has given been given to us. So all that to say is that when we get stressed, um, our stress, you, you have to persevere through the stress and then it builds your character. And then that character um, helps us have that hope of like, hey, I'm going to get out of the stress yeah. um, so often. Uh, you know, if I don't have that perspective on it, hey, if I persevere through this, it's going to change uh, my character. It's going to give me, uh, I, I have to have patience within the stress and then I can persevere. That's going to change my character. And then I have a hope that I'm going to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, every single time, if I'm just like, oh, I don't know, and I'm frantic, dude, I'm never going to get to the perseverance side. I'm never going to get to the building of my character. If you've ever seen somebody that, um, runs from stresses or runs from issues or drinks it away or like, or, or has some coping mechanism that's not like facing it, mm-hmm. dude, they never grow. Yeah. And so like that verse is, is you, you see it played out in real life. You, your character and who you are does not grow unless you uh, actually sustain and persevere through that stress rather than run from it. Because like, like that job that I had, if I hadn't stayed at the job and said, hey, let me figure out how to make, be, become better within this environment. Dude, I went and got better. I went to a different job and would have learned zero. Yeah. I think we even talked about this a couple episodes ago where we're like, hey, we're talking about change. Like it only, if, if there's a moment where you can't grow and you have to look at every moment like, hey, can I grow in this moment? Mm-hmm. Then that's what produces um, the ability to handle stress, like lifting weights. Um, a lot of people don't like to squat uh, specifically because they're like, oh, the, there's this pain on my, my neck. It hurts my neck. And so they put the little pad on the bar. Yeah. But putting the pad on the bar is avoiding the stress on your, on your, on your shoulders. And if you avoid that stress on your shoulders, you're never going to adapt. You will always need that little pad and, you'll, and it'll never feel good. Uh, but if you don't put that on there and you persevere and you hold that, that hard, sometimes really cold bar on your, on your shoulders, eventually, dude, you, you get up to 500 pounds and you don't even feel the bar anymore. Well, uh, I feel the bar where there's 500 pounds <laughs> on my back. <laughs> well, I'll say once I hit, once I hit 300 and once I'm at 400, like on my actual shoulders, I don't feel it yeah. on my back back. Heck yeah, I feel that. But in terms of on my shoulders, I could put almost any amount of weight. I could go over there and I can't squat 600 pounds right now. But I guarantee you I can go over to the, the bar right now. I could get underneath the rack. I could push 600 pounds up. Like I'm not going to unrack it, but I'm going to I'll lift it up. It, it won't hurt yeah. uh, because I'm used to that. But that doesn't happen unless you put yourself under that weight. Yeah. Um, you, don't, you don't get better. So uh, I know that's a... It's always going to come back to, to weights, lifting weights somehow. <laughs> and you must not get those scarrings I get. Oh, every, dude. Every time. No, I get full on looks like someone whipped my back. Yeah, I hate like, that. <laughs> so, yeah. This is like the next day I wake up and I'm just like, oh, what attacked me? And I'm looking at my shoulders. I'm like, oh, that's the barbell. Dang. Do you use the one with the knurling in the center, center knurling? I just use whatever's there. Okay. So I have one that has uh, center knurling on it. Uh, it's for uh, squats, a squat bar, so that it'll grip your shirt. But dude, like it grips, it, it, it's so aggressive knurling that like I get like a scab right here <laughs> because it's so aggressive. And, um, you know, anytime someone sees it, it's like, oh, what, what, what's going on with your neck? I'm just like, oh, squats. <laughs> is that specifically, is a specific squat bar, right? It, yeah. It makes sense though, because you want to be able to grip all parts, keep the yeah. tension on there. Yeah. So it doesn't fall off your back. But yeah, Matt, I, thinking back now, 
that I'm thinking about college football, mm-hmm. how many people dropped the bar. They didn't have that uh, middle yeah. roughage in the middle. Yeah. You, you, you need that. It helps a lot. And that's, you know, there's not very many bars that have it. If you see like um, Olympic bars, like standard Olympic bars or um, uh, weightlifting bars, actual weightlifting bars, they never have that in the center because people put the bar on their chest. They put it in front of them and you don't want to like. Yeah. Olympic lifting. Yeah. Hit your chin with that. Hit your chin or hit your chest, man. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Yeah. It's going to, it's not going to bounce off properly. <laughs> so with that being said about all our stress, now that we know what stress attacks and what it's, um, where it comes from, what do you, what do you, what is your first go-to to like, and again, this depends on the situation. What is your first go-to to help you out with stress? Um, like I said before, my first thing is like, I can't look within myself to fix it. Like yeah. there's no way, like there's, I cannot like within my power, there's some things like, Oh, um, there's a hole in the wall. Like the boys were playing in the house and one of them ran into the wall. Yeah. Um, I can patch up a hole. So like I'm stressed because my boys are being idiots and they're, they're doing dumb stuff. Oh, speaking of which, um, story time, uh, me and I think Ryan or Ruben, we were like, had to clean our room back in the seaside house mm-hmm. and we were fighting and I don't remember which one of us it was, but one of us was trying to throw something at the other one and there's a sock like right at the doorway and, um, somebody started running out of the room. I, this is either Ryan or me. He slips or I slip one of us and, um, we slide across the floor and our knee goes straight through the wall. Ah. <laughs> I just said, I had that example, but I didn't know. I didn't realize, Hey, we actually did that. Um, but I'm sure dad was super stressed out because it's like, dude, what are you, you kids are, you, you kids are just idiots. <laughs> what are you doing? I think you expect that as a parent though. You're just like, my kids do some dumb stuff. And then it actually happens. You're like, oh, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, so, so things that I know that I can handle, like easy things like that. Um, like they don't stress me out. It's, it's, it, it is a stressful moment because now I got to handle this situation, but I can see the, the fix in the outcome. When it's things that are bigger than me, my automatic is I, I have to pray because I have to call on something bigger, someone bigger and better. It's like, you know, when you're a kid and you mess up or you can't afford something or anything like that, you go to the next bigger thing than you. You go to your dad, like, hey, dad, like this is broken. I can't I can't do this. So I go to I go to God like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I need you to fix this because I did a boo boo and you're the one that can fix it. Yeah, um, I have a, a lot of different ways. Um, that I would go to after that. I don't think any of them are like, there's no like hierarchy of like, Hey, this is the specific thing that I do. But I think the easiest thing to do for me is like, and, and I've said this before, walk through the end goal. Like, where is it going to get fixed? How is it going to get fixed? Let me walk through the whole thing and see what I can, like what I can fix. And if I can see an outcome that's good, then that lowers my stress because I can see like, where the end is. Yep. So, so like, it's almost like, um, when you see somebody that plays sports and they're like, Hey, how do you do this? Well, I just imagine, and I see, I see, I see it, the outcome, I see how, how to fix it or to, to do it. I think, um, it was Michael Jordan. Who's like, Oh, I imagine the basket has like this big old bucket and I watch, you know, I watch the ball going in. Well, and that's how he, you know, made most of his shots. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I watched the outcome of like, Hey, how's this going to, uh, play out and then I, I I my actions align with that pathway to get it fixed and if you go anywhere else then obviously you're not gonna get to that this outcome that you want because yeah. you're doing other stuff that's outside of it yeah, yeah even the sports analogies over here uh, I, it's all like 
it's in me, man. It makes sense for me. <laughs> but uh, I think for myself, it's it's always come down to, because, you know, growing up, I always had a short temper, right? It was just like instantly mad. It's still there a little bit. You, you manage it a little bit better, yeah. but it's still but there. <laughs> I think inherently, you know, it's because of the youngest, so I'd get things what I get whatever I wanted, pretty much when I wanted, right? You know, I had a very loving father, right? So, so you know, it, it's just the, the nature of it, right? So that was my you know, not problem, but, um, something I had to overcome mm. over the years and still working on it. But it's like, it's what I want to master at the end of my life, be able to be very stoic and just be like, nothing affects me. Right. I think that's something I have to master in my lifetime. Now for me, um, <laughs> all situations come down to, and this is like for the most part, not everything, but most all situations come down to stepping back, taking a step back and getting away from it. Mm. Because if I stay there, I'll get heated really quick. So I'm a, I'm a person who also likes to instigate things. And I've noticed that within myself. I'm like, I do like to instigate. Instigate in, in what sense? Like you just like to poke at something to see where it'll go. And like, oh, I see that's going to be bad. So I'll stop poking or like. Because I want to be right in a lot uh, of situations. So I'm just like, no, this is how it is. But you don't understand when someone else is also kind of heated they're not going to think clearly too. They, they don't understand that you want to be right or, and they'll be the ones to back off. So if you get in an argument between two heated people, no one's thinking clearly in that situation. Oh yeah. yeah. We were at um, a pizza joint the other day and our kids were playing like, there's this like little uh, turfed area on the outside of where we were eating and they were playing like football out there and um, soccer. And uh, there's a group of guys that are kind of drunk in the corner over here drinking. <clears throat> and me and um, a couple of friends were sitting at the table over here and uh, I think it was Kinsley. She throws a football, it hits the top of the roof, and it makes this, it's a tin roof. It makes a super loud noise. And, and the guy yells, like, hey, like, you know. And I'm like, is this guy yelling at my, my kids? Like, I was like, oh, no, I'm, you know, he, he, he better stop yelling at my kids. Um, a couple, couple minutes go by. Uh, one of the other kids kicks a soccer ball, hits right in the corner where they're at. They yell again, hey. Um, the guy that I was with, he was like, like his wife was like holding him down, like because uh, you know it was both of our kids that they were yelling at. Yeah, and he's like, she was like, hey, no, 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 don't go, like don't do anything. And uh, me, I'm like, they, they're just, it's just words right now. I'm, not, I'm cool with it. Yeah. And he's like, no, they've already crossed the line. No one talks to my kid that way. <laughs> and I'm just like, see, for me, like that's a stressful situation. Like if I decide to engage that and poke it and see where it goes, instigate yeah. that, that's gonna go. It's not gonna go where I want it to go because these are drunk guys. Yeah. And so for me, I was just like, I'm just let it go. It's not an issue. It's not my stress. There's no reason to add stress to my life. They're not actually doing anything. Yeah. It's fine. But he was like, oh, they've already gone too far. Like, I'm, I'm going to do something. And I was like, no, it's, it's good. I said, if they say something else again, and it's like, they use, if they use like actual words other than that, then maybe I would have, yeah. you know, done something. But like, that's. It was it was harmless. So. I think it's important to note to be smart in those situations because you know that that feeling that rouses up in you. You're like, oh, you said something, to my kid, right? I think it's just also important to take note. Like, was it really that big of a deal? You know, what what's going on with these guys? They're drunk. All right, so not a big deal. You know, my kid's gonna learn from this. Like, maybe not throw the football over there or something because they know, like, <laughs> hey, maybe it's a little bit dangerous over there. <laughs> so, yeah. And if they don't, you know, something happens. Obviously, you're gonna be there to protect your kid, but. It's like, like you, you, you don't want to go around just poking, poking the bear, right? Mm -hmm. And not to say that they're a bear, just to say that they'll probably do something stupid. You know what I mean? You never, you never know what will happen. Well, there are seven of them and two of us. So yeah. I'm just like, I know I look intimidating, but I, yeah. 
what one guy can handle uh, seven guys besides Andre the Giant. He's the only guy that can. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, hey, yeah, play your cards right. You know, maybe if there's a cop over there, probably do whatever you want. But, <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah. For for me, it's always like you can't in those situations. For me specifically, you can't really take note of what's happening in the moment. You just got to be able to have like a sort of a trigger. Like if you know, like this is happening right now, I need to just do this immediately. I think that's a, an important way to draw back um, and get back to that calm mind. And mm. then you can think about the situation like, okay, here's what's happening. Um, I was listening to the Chris Williamson podcast, uh, Modern Modern Wisdom, Wisdom, and he had Robert Glover on there. He's the guy who wrote uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy. And basically what, what really stood out to me in that one is that you know these nice guys, they, uh, they like to engage in these situations. They need the the answer they need to figure things out in the moment right there then and there and he was talking about a situation with his his wife where like he, he knows there's this look on her face and he knows that something he's in trouble or something you know it's this this innate feeling like oh i'm in trouble but what he had to figure out over a period of time is just like there's nothing you can do to fix it then and there it has to be something that has to come later on like if she's mad like you, you can't you can't try to be like, hey, hey, let's fix this now. Let's fix this, fix this now. So in every social situation where there's two people that are very upset at each other, it's best to just back off, come back cool-headed, and be a little bit more stoic about mm. these situations. And I think that's where, where I've gotten a lot better is uh, just, like I said, taking a step back until my whatever anger subsides or so I can think a little bit more clearly and come back and engage in that conversation properly. You don't need it now. You need it eventually, yeah. but not now. Yeah. I think now is a very um, child childish thing. Like you have to fix it now. It doesn't have to be fixed now. It can be fixed later. Yeah, that's one of the other um, like the the two next uh, things on my list is like, hey, go get go get a breath of fresh air and, and just walk. I think a lot of times we uh, we get distracted with the the. The situation and we want to stress about the situation but like um i don't think people realize that their their breath starts to shorten yeah. and they get um hyperventilating but they don't realize that they're that they're actually doing that and that creates tons of stress because your body's not getting all the oxygen it needs yeah. so if you go for a walk uh, you know and get away from whatever it is it's going to force you to breathe and calm your breathing down and um, actually get oxygen to your brain so you could think clearly because uh, once you start thinking clear, clearly, I mean, what what steps can you take that are that are um, that mean anything at that point? Yeah. Um, so those are those are two simple ones that I think, um, even if you can do them separately. Hey, stop! Just move yourself away from the situation. Just breathe some, or if you can just walk, what, whichever one you can do. Um, by walking, you're automatically gonna breathe. So. Yeah. I think those more situations that have to do with other people, right? Yeah. But as far as taking care of ourselves, making sure that we don't have a daily stress factor that could be, you know, ridden in an instant, you know, limit your social media time. I, I think that's a, a massive one that people don't mm. pay attention to. You're, you're constantly getting this uh, dopamine spike, you know, just finding the funny video or entertaining video constantly on there, just flipping. I think that's, it's a cool thing, but it's also like, you know, a very... I don't want to say bad, but we'll just say bad for 
just because like it is a bad thing eventually for well, you. Well, I think it's stress inducing because you're looking at all these other people that post their highlight reels. Like in the, if you, you're following somebody that travels all the time, you're like, oh, why do they travel yeah. all these places? And I don't do that. You compare, you start comparing and you get stressed because you're like, oh, well, why, why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? And social media does that. It, yeah. It's just a highlight reel of people's, um, unless they're the, that person that uh, <laughs> sits with the camera and like, starts crying. Like, <laughs> why are you doing that? Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, it, it makes you just compare your life and then you get stressed because you're like, well, I'm not there. So like my life's not good. When if you just take it into account, everything that you do have, you're like, man, my life is actually like really good. Yeah. And I don't need that. And that that's the part that creates stress of you. You thinking that you need something that you don't. Yeah. And I think the, uh, the last thing that I'll bring up here is, you know, doing what you need to do in the moment and stop putting things off. Mm. You know, there's nothing worse, more stress inducing than like constantly putting something off that you know needs to be done and will eventually be done, but you're just not going to do it now. And you're like, shoot, it's the last minute again. Now I have to do it. And now you can't hmm. think clearly. And now you don't know, do I have enough time? All those things come into play here. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, back in the day, people lived, you know, Bible times, like 900 years. And I was just thinking. You were in Bible times? No, I wasn't in Bible you're times. Like, I was a. Uh, in Bible times. <laughs> no, but I was reading with I was reading with Kinsley and we were reading in um, Genesis and these people lived eight, nine hundred years. <clears throat> in that amount of time, um, there is no reason why you wouldn't be wealthy. Like what what, what did you do in eight, nine hundred years that you didn't be like amount wealth for yourself? But for us, we don't have that amount of time, but it's like, hey, what am I doing every single day? To make sure that um, I'm financially taken care of or whatever. And dude, I I'll I'll be a, I'll be the first to say, and I'll confess, bro, I'm heck, I'm way too lazy for what I, what I can and should be doing to build a better future. Yeah. Like not just for me, for my kids, but just in general, like, and like towards my purpose of what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, Austin and I were talking the other day about like, like me wanting to like train people. And, uh, cause I've had a lot of people ask me like, Hey, do you, um, can you train me? And, um, I think it's important and I, and I want to do it. Um, but, um, I've been putting it off because I'm just like, well, I don't have to do that, but I want to do it because it, um, not, not for financial reasons initially, like that's not the main thing. Obviously I would, I would charge, but like the main thing for me is like, Hey, I can accomplish something that makes like the world a better place, like makes, um, um, life and stuff easier and less stress for, for other people. So it, that's the whole point of what threefold fitness is. And I haven't really been like fully living it. So I'm just like, dude, like I'm just, I just been slacking off and I need to do, um, do more in that sense towards, uh, just this vision and this, uh, this purpose that I've been given. So, um, uh, you know, so that that's been, honestly, that's been stressing me out. Cause I'm like, dude, I'm not living my stinking purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So every day that goes by, I'm like, oh man, what did I accomplish today? Dang it. I didn't accomplish anything towards, um, what's on my heart to do. So, um, you know, if I'm stressed, that's my fault, you know, self-induced because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. You guys see the podcast and you guys see like random stuff that I do with people that come to the gym and, and working out with them and stuff like that. But dude, there's so much more stuff that's in my heart that I'm supposed to be doing that. I'm just like, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. And even if it's not the last thing or, or ultimate thing you want to do, it's just something you at least try to do instead of just like putting it off. Cause like, you know, maybe you want to try a few different things, but you just never do any of them and you never know what they end up being 
being like yeah and you're just kind of like in that same spot you started in and there's nothing worse than that feeling yeah like i'm still here a year later you know yeah uh, a couple other things that i i do uh for stress management i don't know whether you guys ever have like my mom uh, when we were younger she used to uh, boil potpourri on the stove and um it just smelled up the house and it was like just smelled really good and sometimes i'm like man like uh there's like this uh, sprays or something like that that Julie has around the house sometimes. And I'm like, oh, that reminds me of my childhood. Like if you have something that can um, bring about a good fragrance of some part of your life, that was a good part of your life, whether it's lighting a candle, maybe have the little like Christmas tree um, uh, car things yeah. that, that you know, are, you're familiar with. But a familiar smell um, will help you uh, relieve stress. I don't know, my, my aunt used to um, burn incense um, I remember what the smell is and it brings back just like childhood memories. It wasn't my favorite smell, but it does. I can, I, I remember things and it, and it kind of brings, it just calms me down. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether you guys ever listen to classical music. I know that that's one thing that I like to do also. Um, listening to classical music, like where there's no words because words, you know, just make things more stressful sometimes, especially if you're like, Oh, let me listen to music to relax. And you got some like mega mega death or, um, ACDC or something like really hard yeah. going, um, that's stressing. And then if you listen to, um, you know, a song, a song with words in it, like, you know, it's a Taylor Swift song and it brings about like a, a it makes you think about a breakup that you had a long time ago, then that stresses you out. So that's why I say, Hey, listen to like classical music cause there's no words involved and, uh, you can just get your mind off, um, those type of things. And then the very last thing I would say, uh, if you guys like art or if you're someone that um, draws or if you've ever even painted before clay, I don't care what it is. You do something like creative. Um, it just gets your mind off the, the thing that you're doing. And um, unless you really suck at it, though, like if you really suck, it just stress you out more like <laughs> you're drawing stick figures. Or you could just draw it how you want. It's like yeah. it's like journaling. You know, yeah. you're just putting your thoughts out on there. You're putting your mental image out on yeah. there. You're just putting your feelings out into like a tangible, like like you can see what your feelings look like have on you, paper. Have you seen that new age art that they do now? <laughs> I've seen you a do couple. stuff like that. People could do that. I've seen a couple where there's this guy who's like just in his underwear. Yes. And he put paint all over his body and he's slapping his body up against the wall and painting the wall. You can uh, do stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And then there's another guy that had there's this big blank wall and he had a trampoline. And he was, <laughs> he was running and then like he had a marker and just like jumped on the trampoline and marked the wall up. But do, just do something creative. Like yeah. if you like to dance, be in a room by yourself, put some classical music on, do some interpretive dancing, just something to like just express yourself, whether it be through through art, you know, uh, motion, whatever it is. And actually one that we didn't talk about at all, um, working out is a huge stress reliever. Um, if you've seen someone punch a punching bag because they're angry, it's a way to get your, your anger out and your stress out. Um, but just consistent um, weightlifting uh, or even exercise, man, it just, uh, it's not necessarily the exercise itself. It's the the dopamine that you get from working out that helps your, your mind think clearer and better. Um, and if the gym is the hardest thing you do, it's things in life don't feel as hard, to be honest. Um, there's a lot of things in life that I'm like, oh man, this would be really hard. But I'm like, oh, but I don't know. I've squatted 500 pounds before. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's harder. <laughs> So don't don't rely on the gym. 
as your stress reliever because yeah. it does induce stress as well. But yeah. you can think of it as in, in coupled with these other items here. Yeah. Like it, it could be part of your regular routine. You have a regular routine that's going to reduce your stress levels because you have, you basically, you know, you have things figured out. It's less for you to think about, you know, and the gym is a part of the day that most people like and tend to have fun in, right? It is your time, your time. You can turn off all messages if you can. Um, any notifications you can turn off that and just enjoy the time you're there you know work out that time's for you i think that's important it's like it's kind of like meditation time because it is time specifically for you working mm. on yourself yeah um and then uh, i think preventative things before you're even stressed is working out for sure um i think that you can obviously pray before you even get into situations but like reading and um and strengthening your mind and like having concepts already like embedded in you um, will help a lot so that when you get into a stressful situation, you kind of have like a, oh, I know how to navigate this, like read books on stress or not even books on stress, but like books on success. So now you're so busy on, um, on being successful. You don't have time to stress about the, the other stuff or you're creating a, a scenario for yourself that is successful. So like usually most of our stresses, uh, to be honest, they're, they're money. Yeah. Like most people's stresses is money. So if you're concentrated on being successful, and you're you're creating wealth for yourself um you've eliminated a stress like the, i think that the idea is hey let me eliminate as many stress factors as i can in my life obviously there's always going to be opportunity for stress no matter how well equipped you are but if we are working out and uh, so now we have one stress taken care of i don't have to worry about my my health i'm taking care of that already and then um you know, business and success. If I'm working towards that and I'm taking care of that, then that's also another stressor I'm taking care of. The relational one, man, that one, that one will always exist. You always meet new people and you always butt heads with somebody. Yeah. Um, that one, you just have to learn how to have better character and, um, and be a better, uh, not, not a people person because I don't, I don't like people that just try to get along to, 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 to get along but people that are genuinely kind and just know how to like, you know, interact with people in a genuine um, kind way. Yeah. So. Most of the, most of the things that we mentioned before as things you do after yeah. the fact you can also use before the fact, like, mm. yeah, uh, like most of these items, you know, you could do it on a daily basis. As long as you're doing what you need to do throughout the day, again, you're not putting things off. Think of anything where you have downtime that you would normally do in your downtime, you know, as a stress reliever, you know, people would usually watch TV, um, they just stare at a wall, go to sleep or something. That's all stuff that's going to help with your stress. Unless you're a person who gets like, I don't know, super hyper fixed on movies and video games, you know, where it does heighten your stress levels. <laughs> you know, you're, you're playing things that make you very aggravated. You know, all, all those competitive games, they add up eventually. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the control at the TV. Yeah, exactly. Anything that's going to worsen your anger, you know, it's probably not something you want to do. But, um, a lot of those things can help. Yeah. You know, but I think we're, you know, maybe next time we'll get a, get Tristan's input on some of these items here. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so Tristan, he's just turned 18 and he's got to start adulting now. So I'm sure that he has his own, um, world of stress that he's going into. I mean, all of us, I mean, all of us, but those of you that are over 18, you guys know what it's like You're turning 18 and it's like, okay, do I go to school? Do I get a job? And, um, or do I do both? Uh, it's a new stress because uh, new things are stressful. But that's part of the thing that well, I just said, like, hey, um, create a path for yourself of where you want to go so that you have a so you know where you're going to go. 
the unknown is always stressful. Yeah. But if you guide, if you have a guided path and like a plan, uh, it, it takes away the one less unknown. At least I know where I'm going. Uh, it might not go according to plan, but at least I'm moving uh, towards something. So, mm-hmm. well, thank you guys for watching another episode here. This is episode number what is this? 29. 29. Okay, we're getting up there. We're almost hitting 30. Next week is 30. Yeah, when we hit 50, maybe we'll do something. No, we'll definitely do something cool for 50. Maybe it's a giveaway, it's a challenge, something. But uh, yeah, like I said, thank you for watching, and we will see you in the next one.